0: Welcome to the Money Management Resource Center podcast. My name is Jacob Johnson, your host. Today I've got with me Brian Miller, one of our fantastic coaches here at the center. Could you introduce
1: yourself, Brian? Yeah, my name is Brian Miller. Like you said, I'm really happy to be here. I'm a junior in the financial planning program here at UVU. And uh, I love money. I love helping people with money.
0: Money, you love money. Definitely, for sure. Okay, um, well, I was just looking over the bio we have about you, a little bit that, that we read, and I noticed that you enjoy playing with other people's pets why why not your own pets
1: well because (laughs) i've just never been lucky enough to have my own i mean when i was a kid i had some but i you know being a college student you know ain't nobody got time for that
0: yeah my apartment actually doesn't allow us to have pets anymore
1: too many people
0: yeah it's sad that's okay you just go visit grandma she has a lot of pets exactly or whatever you do um so how long have you been interested in in financial planning and services and what got you into the program
1: So my interest in personal finances uh, started back when I was 11 years old. I actually read a book, believe it or not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Brian reading what? Yeah, I know. Crazy. But it was called uh, The Five Lessons a Millionaire Taught Me by Richard Paul Evans. And it uh, just kind of got me started on this path about, you know, having the right mindset about money and and being careful and wanting to use money to help other people. Uh, And so as I went through my time in high school and everything, I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. But I ran into Luke Dean, talked with him a little bit about PFP, and uh, decided to declare my major as a PFP student.
0: Hey, that's that's actually really cool. I mean, I think that's how a lot of us in the program get interested in it. Like, I was in computer science myself. And so it's just interesting to see that those money lessons that we all learned as a kid really influence us to want to help. And that's the point of the program. We're trying to help people manage what's most important in their life, their money. So thanks for sharing. So today we were planning on talking about um, credit scores and how they work. Yes. I was wondering, um, so what, tell us a little bit about credit. What What is credit to begin with?
1: So credit, I mean, a very basic definition of credit is it's a kind of a contractual agreement in which uh, you know a person or a borrower receives something of value now and agrees to repay the lender at some date in the future, generally with interest as well. And so the most common occurrence of this for most people is going to be a credit card gotcha and there's kind of two different main types of credit we have a like an installment loan like you maybe you take out on your car where you're paying an amount every month uh-huh or we have revolving credit like a credit card where you have a certain amount of money that you're allowed to use and then you can pay off and use again
0: gotcha gotcha so like with with your mortgage or your house it's just like you've blown out a certain amount and you're paying it off slowly yeah but like credit card it's just hey your limit's 500 bucks or 1000 bucks or mm-hmm. whatever it is for us lowly college students that have low credit limits. <laughs> yeah, $300. Yeah, exactly. $300. $300 <laughs> and 12 cents is my credit limit. Um, what what is the significance of like how do how does it affect you? How can you get that number to be or credit to be better or worse? Like why do people talk about when they say good credit or bad
1: credit? You know, that that's kind of that's the key question and that's the main thing I want to try to help with today is is to help students that especially students that come into the MMRC to understand why good credit is important and what we can do to make our credit better. So a, a good credit score is reflecting the fact that you are good with other people's money. You know that you have good behavior when it comes to borrowing other people's money.
0: I never thought about it that way. That's super interesting. <laughs> the way you behave with other people's money.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, cool. that's what your credit score is is measuring. Um and yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that we can do. We can kind of get into detail about specific strategies here as we go along. Um, but it's something that you have full control over and it isn't something that you should feel like, uh, is beyond your ability to, to do. We, we all can have good credit if we all, if we'll work for it.
0: Yeah. And and I think that's what, I mean, obviously we'll get into that in a second, but just to start, like, yes, the most important part of credit is recognizing you are in control of it. It doesn't matter if you're in college or you're a 50 year old with a million dollars, like you're in control of it, and there's things you can do to make it good. Yeah. Um, so maybe let's let's start off with credit scores. Um, with what are the pieces of your credit score? What's going to determine how good or bad your score is?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And and when we understand that, it's easier to get that credit score better faster. So the biggest chunk of your credit score comes from your payment history. This is you know literally your timeliness in paying off revolving credit. You know ma- making those minimum payments that you have to make. Um, all those types of factors make up 35% of your credit score. So the, you know that record of how long you've been paying and how well you've been paying is 35%. 30% okay. is your utilization ratio, which is a really fancy term for how much money you owe versus how much money you actually have access to. So if I have a credit card with $1,000 that I have access to, and i'm using 500 every month and that balance is carrying over then that's bad you want to try to keep that utilization ratio down to 25%
0: 25% max
1: yeah max so okay. if i had a $1000 credit limit i should only have $250 that i owe on it otherwise yeah. it starts to take away from your credit score
0: of course for me personally i like have i try to keep mine below like 5% like
1: i yeah. hardly use
0: mine just enough to have it there and use so the credit score is like actually recognizing it mm-hmm. but
1: it's good to try to avoid debt, of course, but if you need to use it, keep yeah, it below keep keep it 25 Yeah, I, I as well, I try to keep it completely paid off, but yeah, sometimes that's that's hard to do. Or But yeah. as long as you can keep it below 25%, then that's not going to hurt you. Okay. So that's 30% is your utilization ratio. And then we have 15% goes to the length of your credit history. So this is how long you've had accounts open that are credit accounts. Uh, and so that's not a very big portion, but all of this, you know, all of this kind of comes together and is important. So if you have an old credit card from when you were a kid, that's in your name, don't cancel it just because you never use it Mm -hmm. because having that older card is actually going to be bringing your credit score up. Even if the card's only a couple of hundred dollar credit limit.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. So just like, I mean, 15% is just on the fact that you've got history. Mm -hmm. So if I open like a brand new credit card, and I just get rid of my old one. Only one I have that could actually make my score worse
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah because that's going to decrease the average age of your accounts when you cut one of those off gotcha. and that's what's factored in that 15 percent.
0: that's crazy i mean it's kind of interesting because i don't know like my my dad and many people i know say that you know credit scores are stupid and they don't measure things properly things like that but reality is is having a good credit score is important um i mean i suppose we'll, we'll get to the last two parts of the credit score in a minute but like why would you want to have a good score
1: yeah. So a good credit score uh, creates a lot of benefits for you. There's some that everybody knows uh, and some that aren't quite so common. The most common one is that in the future, when you want to get an additional loan, you can have a lower interest rate if you have a good credit score. So if a lot of us here in this, in this the at Utah Valley University, we don't have houses yet. So getting a mortgage is on our kind of within five-year radar.
0: Who wants to get a house eventually? No, I do. I do. I'd love to
1: have a house. <laughs> And so the better your credit score, the lower your mortgage rate is going to be. And that's going to save you money in the long run. Gotcha. Um, but there's also things like your insurance premiums will often be, you know, they'll check your credit score wow, at your insurance company. I didn't company. even
0: know insurance <laughs> checked it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm yeah. learning
1: new things. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more intense than I think a lot of us realize. But then sometimes uh, often an employer will even check what your credit score is uh, while doing a, you know, a background check on you to decide if you can be employed by that company or not. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. One of my friends said that they they actually talked to him about his credit score when he was applying recently for a job at a credit union. So like they, they wanted
1: to know his credit score, especially
0: in banking, but even other jobs didn't want that. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, sorry, I cut off in the middle. Um, there,
1: There's there's <laughs> other parts of the credit score too. What, what else contributes no, to that credit score? It's really exciting, isn't it, Jacob? Oh yeah, I get excited. Um, So there's two <laughs> other types. 10% of that credit score is coming from uh, the category, the different types of credit that you have. Okay. So earlier I kind of talked about how we have an installment loan like a mortgage or a car loan and then revolving credit like a credit card. Those are two different types of credit. So having different kinds of credit is going to increase your score. Okay. So that even is as simple as we kind of have a little bit of difference between a credit card and then like a, a credit card that you get from a store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I have a, a car- credit card. This is kind of embarrassing. But I have a buckle credit card that I've had for two or three years. And I'll talk a little bit later today about my credit history, but um, because I have that card that even though I've never actually used it, just having it on my account has helped me. And then having that be a store card versus an actual credit card, that's a different kind of credit, and that's, about, oh. that's helped my credit score. So if you got one for your favorite grocery store, one for a loan on your car,
0: one mm-hmm. for a mortgage on your house, one for your credit card, you've got four different types of credit right there, mm-hmm. and that's
1: going to make your score Better to have multiple different kinds. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, that's 10% of your score. And then the other, the final 10% is just how much new credit is on your account. Okay. So this is actually something where it's better to have that be low. Um, I mean, it's kind of, it's, an, it's a necessity as we try to build our credit, especially for most students that don't have a whole bunch of credit history yet. But um, as you progress and, you know, have more years on those accounts, then that, that new credit uh, doesn't hold you back anymore. Gotcha. Okay, so
0: when we're talking about this new credit, you mean, um, like, if I go open those four new accounts all at the same time, that's going to be bad for you? Yes. yes. Okay. So you want to, like, not do it too frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I read somewhere that, like, every time you get your credit checked as well for, like, getting a loan potentially, mm-hmm. you go to a car dealer, like, it drops your credit a little bit as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So you want to try to minimize how many times you're doing that. Yeah, you know that, that, that's true. There's two different kinds of credit checks. There's a soft check and there's a hard check. And when you've applied for a loan or when you've applied for a credit card, that is a hard check. And that can take a couple of points off your credit score. But one interesting thing about hard checks is that when that amount is being taken off your credit score, the credit bureaus are going to look at all the inquiries, those hard inquiries that you've had within a 45-day period, and count all of them together as one. Okay. So they're encouraging you to kind of look for better rates from different companies as you apply for a few different cards or a few different loans. Gotcha. So if
0: I go look at three different car companies to buy a car in a month... It's only going to ding me one time. Like it was Just saying. One. You're only checking one time because it's at that 45-day period. Yes. It's not going to say, oh, you checked three different places for loans. ha, ha we're going to screw you over. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to do that. Yes. Okay. Um, so what if you want to – like I've done presentations in classes and we're talking about credit score. And I say, who knows their credit score? Mm-hmm. And three-quarters of the class say I've never even checked my credit score
1: in my life. Where could a college student go – to figure out what their credit score is. So the easiest way to figure out what your credit score is, is to go to annualcreditreport.com. And that is uh, you know, a website that's going to provide you for free once a year and a, a credit report that'll give you an idea of what your credit report is with all three of the major credit bureaus.
0: Okay. So there's three places that keep track of what your credit score is and you're entitled through the government to one copy of all of that every year. Every yes, single year,
1: you can just check it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Gotcha.
1: Annualcreditreport.com. Yes. But there are other sources that you can check your credit with. That's not the only way. There's a, a website called creditkarma.com which is a free service that you can use that uh, will tell you what your credit score is. And but when you check that, it isn't a hard inquiry. It's a soft inquiry. Okay. So it's not going to impact your credit score to check through Annual Credit Report or through Credit Karma. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Um so what does it look like to have a good credit score? Like what are the what are the numbers you want to know to be okay, I'm doing good?
1: Yes, yes. So uh, yeah, credit <laughs> Scores. There's a whole bunch of numbers flying around, but basically, um, the most common, you know, system to use is what is called the FICO credit score, and so that has a you know a number based system that starts at 850 and goes down to zero. So 850 is going to be you know a perfect excellent score. So anything from 800 to 850 is exceptional. Um, anything from 740 to 799 is very good. Um, and anything from 670 to 739 is good. 580 to 669 is fair. And anything below that is very poor.
0: Okay. Because I remember I got my first credit score Um, actually last summer. I know I've been in the program for a year and I got my first credit score. And I had a 602. And I realized mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. So mm-hmm. I looked up and I'm like, oh, crap. I'm in that fair to pretty bad category. But... You know, that's where you can expect to be as a college student for your first time ever seeing or getting a credit card or account.
1: Exact same thing happened to me when I checked mine. Okay. So, um, what what else? So, you said that's one, one type of credit score. There's mm-hmm. more? Yeah. So, and this is where it does get to be a, a little confusing is there are the three major credit bureaus. I kind of referenced them earlier. Mm-hmm. We have TransUnion, we have Equifax, and Experian. And so, each of those three are going to give you, I mean, they're all based on those same numbers, but you might get a little bit of a different score. Okay. And so FICO is kind of the most widely accepted as being accurate. Okay. But there's other kinds. Um,
0: I you, you were talking to me a little before, and there's this graph you showed me that shows there's also a vantage score, mm-hmm.
1: which is similar in numbers, just, yeah. just a little bit different. Yeah, just a little bit different. You know, the categories are a little bit wider, but it's a very similar system. When, when you're hearing in the 600s, you can kind of think fair. When you're in the 700s, you can think good. And when you're in the 800s, you can think excellent. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, 600s, okay. 700s, good. 800s, you're a pro. You're yeah. a boss. You're on top of it. 800, you probably won't be getting as a college student, but yeah. like that, that's the goal.
0: <laughs> no, I know one college kid you did. One of, <laughs> one of the counselors here in the center, Addison, actually
1: has a very, very good score. Of course, Addison would. Yeah. Um.
0: So, what if you do mess up? What if you do have a big problem or like, you know, like what, what happens to your credit score? How does that, what does that look like? How long does that last?
1: Yeah. So, sometimes, unfortunately, uh, bad things happen. You know things out of our control might happen and you can get uh, you know a collections or even just a late payment can show up on your credit report um, and those types of events even once you've resolved them stay on your credit report for seven years okay so that's a long time gotcha. uh, and so it's that's why you know it's very important that we all watch our credit scores and we're very careful with when we have credit because like we said before if you want to qualify for a loan in the future it's important that your credit score be high. And seven years is a long time to wait for it to go up.
0: So make sure you pay your rent on time. Pay your rent on time. Don't pay it late. Okay. Um, so when we talked about how the score works, what it looks like. How do we make our scores
1: better? Like we, we've talked about a few action steps, but what are some other broad actions we can take to make our scores great? Yeah. So the most important thing is to check your score. And we've given you a couple of websites, a couple of ways to go look at it. But when you have that copy of your credit report in front of you and you see things on it that don't look right to you, it's very important that you dispute false information. And the way you do that is you contact the credit bureaus and, you know, explain to them what's going on, fill out the report, and then they will go through and remove whatever the, the thing is on there that you think is fraudulent. That's one of the, the best things that you can do um, because if, especially if the, if the things aren't true, you shouldn't be letting that affect your credit score. So always dispute stuff because they're not going to worry too much. They'll just take it off. Yeah,
0: especially if your identity's been stolen. There's yes. going to be
1: all sorts of false information on yes. there that you can easily get removed. Yes, Um, and then the most basic thing is to pay on time. And you know, we talked about the different pieces that go into your your credit score. Um, so you can kind of get an idea of of where you can focus your time, but the biggest chunk is going to be to start paying on time. That's Mm -hmm. 35% of your score. Um uh, additionally, um, you know, we talked a little bit about if you don't have any lines of credit, even though there is that aspect of your credit score that's taken down by new accounts. It's more important to get that, you know, your total line of credit up. Yeah. So 90% of it is other factors, only 10%. They're just saying, mm -hmm. we want to know if you're brand new. You can't be perfect if you're brand new. Yes, exactly. So for myself, kind of a personal story I wanted to tell is I checked my credit score just about a year ago. I checked it last summer and it was a 640. And, you know, and I had that old account even then that, that I had talked about, um, but I applied for a couple of different student credit cards. I applied for one through Capital One and one through Discover um, and was actually qualified for both of those cards. And so within about six months, I had uh, my credit score went from a uh, a 640 to a 760. And my credit limit that when I got the two different cards, it started off at $1,300 and is now $2,800. Wow. So that's all that happened in about six months. So you went in six months from 640 to 760. Like that's amazing that that
0: in just such a short time, us as college students can have such a dramatic effect on our
1: score. Like we're, we're that much in control of it and it doesn't take a lot, especially if you're starting from nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't anything bad on my credit score. And sometimes those things can be a little more difficult to overcome. But even that with a good payment history, you start building, you'll see that credit score go up very quickly. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to mention? Like, I know you shared a little about yourself and your money story. Um, no, I just, one other piece of advice that I would like to give to, to anyone. And in, for those of you listening, tell this to everyone that you love. Um, one of the biggest, most important things that we can do to protect our identity and to protect our credit um, is to instigate what's called a credit freeze. So a credit okay. freeze is where you contact each of the individual credit bureaus that we named earlier, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian, and ask them to freeze your credit. And what okay. that's going to do is it means that no one except for you can open up a new credit account on your social security number. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to protect you from even if you've lost your social security number or if you've had some kind of another identity theft issue, they're not going to be able to do anything on your credit account except for when you choose to thaw your credit score or to thaw your credit. Ooh, like account. put an ice age on your credit. Mm-hmm. So when it's frozen, nothing can happen on it. So... What I would encourage everyone to do is get that freeze put on. And then when you're ready to apply for some credit cards, call up the credit bureaus, ask them to thaw the score for 30 days. And then they'll automatically refreeze it after you've gone through the application process for credit cards. Yeah. And is that a free service they do? Um, there is a charge for it, but it's very small. Okay. So it's just something cheap
0: that you can do to protect yourself even more because identity mm-hmm. theft is rampant. It's yes. going everywhere. Everyone's getting their identity stolen. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool. Um, but yeah. Okay. that's I didn't even know that. That you could do that
1: freezing things is cool yeah no it's it's very safe it's it's one of the best things that you can do to protect yourself and yeah I so I would encourage everyone listening to do it and tell your loved ones to do it because it, it makes things much safer for you
0: okay well perfect well thank you so much Brian for um, sharing some of your expertise with us for talking a little about what what you do your finance your, your knowledge about credit scores it's been fantastic to have you on the program um, our coaches here at the MRC are all fantastic we all get trained on how to talk and work with credit scores, with budgeting, with debt management. Um, during the tax season, we help through VITA, we get trained to do taxes as well. So we we just love to help our fellow
1: college students here at UVU to have phenomenal financial education. exactly, Jacob. This has been very general that we've talked about today, but if you want specific advice, come on into the Money Management Resource Center here on campus for some free help, some free advice on how you can build your credit.
0: Yeah. So please, yeah, come on down to the MMRC. This was the Money Manager